0: Episode 5 of The Focus Factory starts right now. All right, we are live here in our studios at Media by JP. It's actually a little video production company that I run. My name is Jeff Pickett. I'm your host. And our little podcast is just toddling along. In dog years, it's, <laughs> it's not even one <laughs> who's kidding who we're at episode five of the focus factory podcast. And we like to mention that we're not the industrial factory where we'd love to be the cheesecake factory, at least get some free samples, but we are an intellectual factory, a place for business owners to come and listen and enjoy and be part of a community that seeks to provide information, large or small, and provide actionable tips at the end of the day that you can take to use from week to week. We publish all of our podcasts on Tuesdays. So far, we're on a roll, five in a row, not too shabby. I'm really excited to talk to our guest today. Today, we're gonna be talking to Megan Dolly, Megan, is a Profit First professional based on the book, Profit First by Mike McCullough I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize, Mike, if I got your name wrong. And we're going to talk about the Avengers. (laughs) We're going to talk about sales, profits, bank accounts, and big mistakes businesses make. So with no further ado, it's time to talk to Macon. Today I am joined by someone that I've actually only met today. Uh, we, we've talked a few times on the phone and through Facebook Messenger, but our go our ghost. I said I always say ghost. I did that with Dan Olson. Uh, you're not a ghost. I'm not. Yeah, you're not. Definitely, you're you're here in person. I see you. Today's guest is Megan Dolly, who is a virtual CFO, and she has a lot of titles, but. She's also what we would call a profit-first professional. Correct. And that's P-R-O-F-I-T. Yes. Now, what would a professional P-R-O-P-H-E-T look like? A
1: professional profit? Oh, man, I think they'd be on a... On a corner somewhere, <laughs> telling us about the end times,
0: <laughs> they'll be and yep. asking
1: for donations,
0: <laughs> or or in a padded cell, right? <laughs> okay, so speaking of end times, Megan, I'm going to pick on you for just a little bit. I always like to do this at the beginning of the show. I saw you, <laughs> you posted something hilarious about Avengers in games, yeah, which kind of dates the show a little bit, but at the time of this uh, recording Avengers in games is like two weeks away. I'm super excited. I'm a big fan of uh, anything Marvel, but, uh, so people are kind of freaking out about this, right?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, this is like the penultimate, this is the end, right? This is the end of all those 22 movies and it's a huge in our family. So uh yeah, the tickets went on sale for Endgame this week and people were freaking out because Cinemark's <laughs> website crashed Ooh. due to all the demand and people are on there saying, You owe me money for missing out on these tickets and I want a <laughs> refund. Oh, come on, people, you didn't spend any money yet anyway.
0: <laughs> and so
1: I did what any, you know, child of the eighties and nineties would do. I went down to the theater and picked up my tickets Walked in real life, there.
0: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm anxious to see the movie. We're totally off focus here, folks. This is a focus factory. We'll actually start talking about the real stuff, but I'm anxious to see the movie.
1: Oh, me too. Yeah. And, I actually uh, demanded that my daughter come down from college to see it with this opening <laughs> night.
0: <laughs> Get out of school, girl. Come, come with mom. Yeah, we haven't even seen Thanos yet. And all the trailers that I've seen anyway, we haven't even seen Thanos at all, so... I, I bet they're gonna wait until the week of the show, or when it when you know, finally, finally drops at the theater, and then we'll see Thanos all over, and then they'll hook us. And
1: yeah, I think I think he appears for like a hot second.
0: Oh, he does. Yeah, okay.
1: with all of his battle dress on. So it's, it's coming. On. It's on.
0: It's gonna be fun. All right. So let's get to the topic today. Um, so Megan is a financial guru. Uh, Of course, I called Dan Olson the financial guru also. I don't understand why. I'm not a finance guy, but I surround myself with these financial people. Maybe it's because I I need it. I need this help. But um, a a few, I guess it's been about a couple of months ago, I read this book by... uh,
1: Mike Michalowicz.
0: Thank you. Mike Michalowicz, which sounds like the the Monsters, Inc. That was Mike... Wazowski. Wazowski, yeah. So they must be related (laughs) somehow. But I read this really great book, Profit First, and as soon as I read that, and I started scouring through there, and I saw other people in our local startup community that were uh, talking about this book also. And But the book's been out for a while, right?
1: The book has been out for years, probably five or six years now.
0: So why do you think this book has found some sort of resurgence?
1: You know, I think we are coming to a tipping point with Profit First. Um, you know, Mike, small business guy, right, Reach making writing his book, publishing his book and reaching a few people at a time and building his network of profit first professionals, a few at a time. I mean, how many can you get certified at a time? Um, And people are reading it and realizing it works, you know? And then it's like, Hey, this worked for me. And then it just kind of grows from there.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're teasing you enough. Of course, we spent most of the time talking about Avengers so far, but <laughs> we, we teased you enough about Profit First. So, so take us down the rabbit hole. Like, um, what what is Profit First, and maybe how did it come about? How did how did Mike come about writing this book?
1: So, Mike sold one of his businesses for a gajillion dollars. That's a real. That's a real amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. And he went out and he blew it and he was starting up other companies and all of, um, and he was ripping through that money. Like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. And he came home on Valentine's one day and he had to admit to his entire family that he had lost everything. It was gone. They were in debt up to their eyeballs and it was, it was a bad situation. And he was talked to his accountant and he's like, well, what can I do if I can't pay my taxes? And his accountant says, well, you go to jail.
0: <laughs> so something had to change. Something yeah.
1: had to shift. He had to dramatically change his behavior around his business finances. And so this was the beginning
0: of that. Ooh, so I know we, we talked about this a little bit before we, we kicked in here, but I like where this is going already because we're not talking about just finance here. We're talking about behavior and about mindset about changing the way that you do things at a fundamental level up here in your head in order to feel that fundamental shift in the the buttocks area as the wall grows, hopefully, right? Right,
1: right, yeah. And it's putting the processes in place so that the behaviors shift, whether you want them to or not, (laughs) you know, trying to make it um, infallible for you.
0: So when do do businesses, large or small, when do businesses get profit wrong? When when do they get profitability wrong, would you say?
1: Uh, When they're when they are focused more on profit being the leftover at the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, shiny objects are a huge factor in this because, Ooh, I just need to buy this one more thing and then I'm home free. I right?
0: Have, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> None. A,
1: right, right. <laughs> so you are running your business on expenses instead of running your business on profit.
0: Right, right.
1: Yeah. And you're just trying to get enough revenue to cover your expenses. And then maybe have some profit at the end of the day. But when that profit is coming out first, when you are completely focused on what you need for profit, what you need to pay yourself, um, everything else has to fit in afterwards.
0: Yeah. And so so when you say that, I mean, one of the things that's unique. So, again, I've read the book. Love it. Love it. Love it. The the big shift, I mean, the the financial model we're all used to is sales minus expenses equals profit. right? Right. And the book talks about sales minus profits equal expenses. So why, why does that one little flip, why does that change everything?
1: Well, you know, I love accounting or uh, algebra and my daughter brings home her algebra work and I'm like, oh, gimme, gimme.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Word problems, my favorite. Um, so it's the same thing whether you're saying revenue minus profit equals expenses or revenue minus expenses equals profit, according to algebra, sure, right? Sure. This isn't algebra. This is behavior. When you are forced to take, let's start with 5%. If you are forced to take 5% of your revenue when it comes in and hide it from you, and hide it from your business so it cannot be used in your business, all of a sudden that that plate is a little bit smaller.
0: Sure, sure. You
1: don't have a choice of what's left over at the end of the day because you already hid it from yourself. Right. So when you take it first, revenue minus profit, hide it. Yep, your expenses have to fit in that bucket that you just created for yourself.
0: And, and one thing that I think um, for smaller businesses like myself is – When we're talking about profit, we're not talking about how much salary a business makes, right? That's
1: a great distinction because there are actually two different ways that we pay ourselves using the profit first method. One is owner pay. And the other is profit and the difference is is that owner pay is what you earn for working in your business it's what you would get as a salary for working for somebody you sure. should get paid for the work that you do and then the profit is your reward as a business owner for the risk that you took to start this business in the first place to be the owner of this business you should get rewarded
0: that's right, the whole right. point right yep. yeah and, and that is probably a flaw that uh i didn't i know when i set up my business i you know, my wife uh, earns an income as well. And so I was putting a lot of those uh, revenues really kind of back into the business. I Basically, I was kind of putting them on reserve and I wasn't really doing anything with it. And I wasn't paying myself. And I don't know that I would really call it profit, but I guess it was, but it wasn't really at the end of the day because I wasn't assigning it as profit. It was just kind of sitting there. That's how I did it. But I know a lot of other businesses, as soon as they get money and they're new, they they just put it right back into the business And they're like, hey, I'm grinding it. I'm doing it like all these guys on uh, TV or videos or YouTube tell me to do. And I'm grinding and I'm so cool. Oh, yeah. But they're not making anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they almost love to burn that cash, right? Sure. It's burning a hole in their pocket. And I'm playing with the big dogs because they told me to invest in myself. You know, (laughs) (laughs) if you want to get anywhere, you invest in yourself. Um, But no, once you set that aside and you start having a plan for that money, then this dream that you've always had for what a business could do for you personally can become a reality. But if you're leaving it in your business to burn that dream or personal finances is never going to become a reality.
0: So take us through, um, take us through the, I know there's those five basic uh, accounts that uh, the profit first is all about. Yeah. Okay. Kind of take us through that. Like, so let's say, um, and again, I know the dates, but I don't want to get ahead of the game here, but, but let's say, $10,000 comes into my account. So instead of it just sitting in a regular checking account and I'm paying my bills like I might normally do, what uh, kind of take us through those account setups, what that looks like uh, according to profit first.
1: Sure. So I'm going to back up just a little bit and explain profit first is a behavior based system. We talked about that a little bit, Mm -hmm. but the whole point is very similar to Dave Ramsey using an envelope system. Only you're doing it in your business for with bank accounts instead of envelopes. So you're actually going and opening up bank accounts to put this money in. So you're gonna have to start off with five bank accounts. All of your revenue comes into a single account. So if you have $10,000 in revenue, it all goes into your single revenue account. And then what you do is you have these other bank accounts and you assign that money before it gets spent. Nothing gets paid out of that $10,000 account, nothing. Okay. Okay. All that money does is get divvied out and that account is going to be equal to zero. So you divvy it out first to your profit. Then you divvy it out to your taxes because that money's not yours. And then your owner pay. And then finally your operating expenses. And of course, there's a jillion different ways to play on this theme for your particular business. Um, But that way you're taking out the money that doesn't belong to you for taxes so you don't go to jail. Um, <laughs> you're taking out your money for your profit and you're hiding it from yourself. So you can have that reward when it's time for the reward. You're taking that money out for your owner pay to make sure that your business is actually worth your time. If you're not getting paid and you're working this business for two years, what are you doing? Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. It's a hobby.
1: It's, it's a hobby. That's yeah. right. And then finally, your expenses at the end of the day that your business expenses need to fit into. And this is all um, goes by ratio. For whatever type of business or size of business that you are that determines how much of that ten thousand dollars gets divvied out into each of those accounts
0: and so the book if i recall has percentages that uh, anybody can use based on revenue i think it was yes yep so the rest the ratios are in the book they're available online i think as a resource Yeah, you can also. find them all over the place yeah so so for someone who's listening and, and they're like hey this sounds like a cool system but hey How do i know how much money to allocate for this or how to allocate for that the book actually walks you through that and then you can customize it as you go along right right yep so let's see i had a really great question that i was gonna ask you as you were going along here but it what challenges would somebody have who's maybe been in business for let's say let's say five years 10 years 20 years Is this something that would appeal more to them or is this something that's based more for maybe the, the solo entrepreneur?
1: Well, here's the thing. I've done it both ways, right? I've done it. I've done it because I had to, and I've done it with a new business because that's how I wanted to start it off on the right foot. So I had a, um, an e-commerce business online selling, you know, small products. Um, and I woke up one morning, and our revenue had dropped by 60% overnight, and our Google ad costs had tripled Whoa. overnight. Immediately, Whoa. my I was I was dead in the water. There was nothing I could do. I mean, I wanted to grow up in a little ball in the corner of my office and die. End game. Yeah, end game. <laughs> end game. That's it. want, want um, uh, And so I remembered this book that I had read. I had met somebody who was a profit-first professional, and I went back to... I went back to that like okay I know what this is I read about it I liked it I never implemented it and ultimately profit first is what ended up saving that business. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're back to profitability. I mean, after um, I think it was it was 8 months after implementing profit first in that business, sure. then we were making clearing $7,000 in profit a month. Wow. And that was nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that was a great success. And so when I started doing my Um, virtual CFO business, it was Profit First from day one. So instead of having to back up and just just do one thing, if you're a business in trouble, the last thing you want to do is turn on Profit First at the recommended percentages right away. You are going to kill your business if you do that. Instead, you start small. You start with the 1% in the profit account. You start with 1% in your tax account. You start slowly and mm-hmm. slowly build up to those recommended percentages in the book, and exceed them if you can.
0: Sure,
1: absolutely exceed them. Woo! I'm right there cheering on for you, um, cheering you on with that. But uh, yeah, it's especially important for those businesses that are in trouble, that think that there's no way out, to start turning on something. You can't keep ignoring it.
0: Right. That's right. the
1: biggest mistake I see businesses make. Is like if I don't look at it, if I don't look at my financials, and I just ignore it, it'll go away
0: and that doesn't happen it doesn't happen yeah now i would guess some of the barriers that people listening to this or reading the book may have is wait a second i heard you say i need to set up five bank accounts that seems crazy talk so so talk about that a little bit
1: sure you know i love our local banks i love our local credit unions um they are more than willing to set up these accounts and make it easy and make it free um it's a half hour of your time down at the bank. And, you know, <laughs> even as a profit first professional and somebody who had done it with a previous business that needed it, I was like, really, do I need to do this? I could just set up the accounts in QuickBooks. Well, you know what? It's not about the accounting. It's about the the process that you're setting up for your behavior. And one of my actually favorite days of the month is when I go in and I divvy it out amongst those accounts. I have my little percentages on a piece of paper over here. <laughs> I make my little calculations and pop onto my bank account website and make the, make the distributions.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like, I mean, for me, I'm a, I, I like to make games out of stuff. I don't like to take life too seriously. So I kind of gamified a little bit, but yeah, I think you're right. When, when, when it's a little bit more serious, when you go in and set up your accounts, it's like, hey, I'm a big boy now. I'm, I'm, I'm taking this seriously. But the process of setting up the bank accounts, I'll admit, when I read the book, I'm like, that, uh, that, that's like getting your taxes done or whatever for a layman. I'm like this is going to take forever. All I did, I called my personal banker. Shout out to Tiffany Turner at Bank Midwest. <laughs> this, this episode <laughs> sponsored by Bank Midwest. Uh, but I called her up, and she said. Yeah, so tell me what you want. And I said, "Okay, I need five accounts and, you know, the book says I need to do this, this, this." And I said, "And when you get done with that, I need to connect you with Megan because this could be a game changer for your bank to offer the service to your clients, especially the business folks because like this thing is really cool." And she I think she got back to me in a couple of days and, you know, just get out your signature and and blah 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 and Now I go to my online banking accounts and it's all set up. It's super easy. And then, you know, as far as like transferring your money around, I mean, it's just drop down menus basically through online banking. And it's, it's a snap. It's really easy to do. It
1: is a snap, you know, and isn't it one of those things where we want to follow this process that has worked for so many other people. But once we hit a little hiccup, like, oh my gosh, you mean I have to open a bank account? I can work around that. I can work around it, and that's like <laughs> the death knell of any good process that's been proven to work over and over again. I can work around it. Mm.
0: Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so what are what so when when life uh, treats you poorly, so you know, if there's a natural disaster or you totally didn't account for this major expense that that hits and you've got your percentages set up, things are flowing great, and then all of a sudden, Boom! You've got to get a new carpet, or um, my computer fried. Now I got to go buy a computer. Um, I didn't account for that, and I don't have uh, the, the money in my hand right now. What, what would you recommend that people do using the Profit First system?
1: Well, it depends on how long you've been using the Profit First system. If you've been using it for two years, three years, you're going to have a reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of more advanced Profit First. But things to get started, you've, yeah. you've got that. You've got that reserve waiting for you. Um, but what I would do now is I'd open up that another account, open up another bank account and, um, start filling it with what you need, whether it's, uh, you know, taking a little bit more out of that expense account and setting it aside to pay off if you had to use a credit card, you know, just sometimes, sometimes you got to use debt to get yourself out of a hole.
0: Sure. Sure. So another thing that I, well, I'll, I'll throw this your way cause you're the, the pro um, the other thing about setting up the accounts is you're not talking about having to study, setting up five checking accounts, right? Right. So, so talk to us about that. Like, so here I have got, I've got one account, but as most people do, I would assume one checking account. So all the money's come in all the money's coming out of that account. So, so tell us how those atta- accounts should get set up.
1: Okay. You can set them up as a savings account other than your operating expenses. And I actually have my owner pay set up as a checking account as well. And the reason being is that even if you're getting three cents of interest a month, it's still three cents that you otherwise wouldn't be getting. And second of all, it makes it a little bit harder to access that way, which is really important. If you're not able to simply access that cash for your business, it's a whole lot less tempting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and side note, your profit and tax account should be hidden at a different facility anyway. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so- well, I mean, we have talked, we haven't talked about that yet. So we have five accounts. That uh, Megan in the book say that we need to set up. So we got profit, owner or operating expense, taxes, profits, and owner pay, owner pay, and then the book also then would recommend that you have two more accounts at a totally different bank, and that's where you push your profit and then your taxes to.
1: Yes, you're hiding it from yourself.
0: Exactly. So
1: the. Best part, well, I'll start with taxes. I'll start with the bad news. The tax money doesn't belong to you, it's not yours. So, the last thing you want is to be tempted to use that tax money for anything other than taxes, right? So, we actually take that money and we put it in a completely different bank, different facility, wherever. Um, And we make it so that the only way to get money out of that account is to physically go to that location. And ask for that money out of that account.
0: Make it as hard as possible. Make it as
1: hard as possible. But the fun part, the good news on that is that your profit account is also hidden from you. So once every three months, you get to go down and drain half of that account and put it in your pocket. And here's the caveat. You have to use it for something for yourself. Something to reward yourself and your family for having that business. So whether it's a, a vacation or whether it's an investment in your future, not your business. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yep. I'm bad about that.
1: Right. Go down to Parker's Bistro and get that nice steak. Go get that $100 <laughs> bottle of wine. Reward yourself with that profit sure. money.
0: So why why do you think that some businesses – judge themselves on their, their revenues and not on their profitability. Cause I know like when I read this book, I mean, you know, you hear people go, I've got annual sales of this or this. And so we're, we're led down that pathway instead of talking about how profitable we are. I mean, I, I've never, ever heard somebody say, Hey, I'm a millionaire, uh, because I'm, I'm profitable. It's always about the annual sales at Amazon or Facebook or whatever.
1: Right. Cause they don't want you to know, you know, 87% of businesses are living. What would be the equivalent of paycheck to paycheck yep. client to client. They don't want you to know that. Yep. I made a hundred thousand dollars in revenue last month. And Oh, by the way, I lost $25,000. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's
1: you, you can't take your picture in front of a Lamborghini. <laughs> That's the case. Right. <laughs>
0: no Tai Lopez going on here. Right. Right. But I do, excuse me. I, I do see that occurring though. Um, And I would say I probably throw myself in the hat on that. I mean, I kind of had a pretty good idea what my, what my profit margin was, but it was really about the sales. Even when I set my goals up last year, my financial goals, it was about sales and it wasn't about profitability. And and I'm wondering if if we do that because we don't have control over the profitability because we don't have a system like profit first in play.
1: Yeah. You know, that could very well be once your eye is on revenue, and not on profit, um, you're really losing focus of the entire purpose of your business in the first place. But you know, we live and die by sales fixes, everything Mm
0: -hmm.
1: sales, sales will fix that. Oh, I've got this carpet I need to replace because of the flood sales will fix that. Well, only to the point that you can control the expenses that come along with your sales. At that point, are you even measuring if your sales are profitable? You might be losing money on every sale, just servicing that particular client or delivering that product to your client.
0: Sure, yeah, profitability—it's a—I it's a, a, mean, ever since reading this book, I've had a lot of conversations with various people around switching things around and and focusing more on the profit. And it may not be as super sexy because the numbers are a little smaller, but it sure does make you happy at the end of the day that not only have you now accounted for owner distribution, like you're actually gonna pull money out that goes into your back pocket, but you've got that extra little bonus that you've got coming to you every every few months that's in addition to that.
1: Yeah, and then super bonus is that the tax account takes care of all of your taxes. So when you put that money in your pocket from your owner pay account, in that profit in your pocket from the profit account, it's all yours. It's all yours. Yeah, how awesome is that?
0: That's really nice. So t- tell us, um, if you can, without revealing names, give us, give us a couple of sob stories. How bad has it gotten for people? And then, uh, what, you know, how long did it would it take people by implementing profit first to get on the good side?
1: Well, fortunately I'm my biggest sob story, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know, I do have, um, a few clients that have come on board and we, um, Whether it's been issues with the partnerships that they have, like partners not playing by the rules and profit first making things so much more transparent so they can see what's going on and who's dipping in the cookie jar that shouldn't be dipping in the cookie jar. Um, I have clients who were there was no other way to convince them that they were spending too much on their social media advertising than to put it into profit first terms that they could see, you know, people don't get numbers. Sometimes they get the visual. Um, And so what I've found profit first be really beneficial is to find those way to communicate what's going wrong. It's one thing for them to hear me say it. It's a whole other thing for them to see it and see what could be, what's the possibility. If you had profit first, look at what could have been in your pocket this entire time. Mm -hmm. Now let's go back and fix this thing that I've been hounding you about.
0: That's that's pretty powerful. I'm very visual minded, so I'm already seeing that. Yeah, here's what happened, but here's what could have happened. And boy, I don't know if I could sleep a couple of nights knowing, oh God, I made that kind of a mistake. Are you kidding me?
1: Well, let's get past it. Let's learn from it. Let's get past it and get you on the path to what could be and what should have been this whole time. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what what do you think is next then? Like, do you do you see a sequel to Profit First coming out soon to to encourage people and keep them going down the right pathway?
1: Uh, You know, Profit First, as far as a sequel, Mike's when he just launched his book Clockwork, which is more about the processes within your business so that you can actually take a vacation from your business. Um, So as far as Profit First, it's pretty robust in its current format. I don't foresee any... um, major process updates ever coming out for profit first. Although there are a number of books that come out um, from other profit first professionals that are like profit first for construction, profit first for e-commerce profit first for media companies.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you, we, we've danced around this topic, but we haven't addressed this one yet. So, so Megan is a profit first professional, which doesn't mean that she's read the book 10 times. That doesn't make her a pro and she's not a golf pro. So how do you become a Profit First professional and and what does that mean?
1: So Profit First professional uh, has gone through the training process with the Profit First team. Mike and his team are very, um, they've put together a training process for people who want to become a profit first professional. So you apply, you interview, um, you have to get accepted. And then of course, there's a licensing fee that you pay for this um, in order that you can use the profit first in your advertising websites Mm -hmm. and all those things. Uh, But the, the training process itself is about six months long. And yeah, you go through different um, scenarios. You have a couple beta clients that you do hand in hand with Mm -hmm. the profit first head office. Um, and just make sure that you know what's going on. Um, and what I love about this is that it's not a like, oh, you're done. Congratulations. <laughs> See ya. Graduated. But it's right, right. But it's actually a very tight knit community. And we are in constant communication with the head office, um, just with different scenarios. It's, you know, you think you know it all, and then something pops up, and you're like, holy cow, I've never seen that before. Uh. <laughs> What do the guys at Profit First say about this? What do the other Profit First professionals say about this?
0: So why would people come to you? Like, do you usually get people who are like, oh man, I'm screwed. So I got to go see Megan. Or do you get people who have read the book and said, I think I know what I'm doing, but I think I need you to coach me through this. You
1: know, I get them both. Unfortunately, it's more of the first one than the second one. I would love to have more clients that are coming to me and saying, hey, can you just look over my shoulder while I'm doing this and making sure I'm right. right. I'll give you a hint. Those are the companies that are much more profitable yeah, <laughs> than the yeah. ones that are coming from the first group. Um, but the first group, they they're kind of at the end of the rope and they, they need an out. They need to see what in, am I in trouble? Sure. What needs to happen next? And so that's a majority of my work is just offering that clarity of what's the next step and how are we going to get from where we're at to where we need to be.
0: So I will share I'm pretty transparent guy. I will share my my mistake I made uh, when I got all this set up. I uh, I did my little distributions or you know allocations, and I paid myself, and so I wrote a check, you know, for for what I've allotted for my uh, compensation, salary, whatnot, and then a couple of days later, <laughs> I got an overdraft notice. Because I had written the check out of my income account where there was nothing, or I'm sorry, my operating expense account where there was nothing there because I'd already emptied it all out. And that money should have come out of my, uh, opera or my owner's. Owner pay. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, crap. So I need to go back now and, and either settle that up as a uh, as a checking account. What I ended up doing is I moved it from owner pay into my operating expenses so I could then... Pull it out. And luckily, you know, the bank was very understanding. I had enough yeah. money in the other accounts to cover, so they were okay with it. But So just learn from that mistake that I made that um, I think the way that Megan said is it would be the best way for your owner pay account, set that up as a checking account so that you can pull from that in addition to your operating expense account. Right. Yep. So if all this stuff sounds uh, confusing, you just need to read the book or you just need to go see Megan. So how do how do the folks listening how do they get in touch with you Megan?
1: Well, they can hop on my website at dot ecom um, and set up an appointment. I love Zoom calls, I love coffee meetings and we don't even need to talk about business all the whole time. I just I just love talking about profit first to pretty much anybody who will listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so megandolly.com is how they get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, are you available through social media at all as well?
1: I am. Yep. Uh, you can hook up with me on Facebook. I'm also active on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I learned a lot, even though I've read the book. I, I hope this was helpful for people um, listening. So I just want to thank you, Megan, for um, driving all this way to come see us today.
1: <laughs> Down the bike path and everything. <laughs> the,
0: yeah. We have an office uh, right next to a bike path. And it's it's funny because we get to sit in the office and watch people drive down the bike path instead of into our parking lot so you're not the first person to do that and you won't be the last it was funny it was funny. All right. Well, thank you for for being here. Yeah. And, uh, I was
1: just going to add one thing, though. Yeah, if yeah. anybody wanted, I am going to put up at megandolly.com slash the Focus Factory and put up the first two chapters there for any of the listeners. Awesome.
0: You. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we'll put that link in the show notes. So again, uh, what she was talking about, some resources there MeganDolly.com backslash Focus Factory. I like how you did that. Pretty cool. <laughs> She's our new favorite guest. Thanks again, Megan. You're welcome. Anyway, it was just so fun talking to her, especially kind of nerding out on the Avengers. Uh, I'm always up for that. So if you are listening to this episode or other episodes and you just feel that burning inclination to reach out to us on iTunes and tell us what you think about the show, we would love, love, love for you to reach out to us. So here's what uh, one of our recent reviews from uh, Jethro Peterson, I bet that's not really his name. I really enjoyed the episode with Dan. That was uh, episode three, I believe. Great financial reminders that we can all use. Looking forward to future episodes well done. So if you are in the mood to leave us a review, we'd love to read that on the air as we build this community. The more reviews, the more ratings we get, the higher we can appear in iTunes, and then we can also then Pull in better and better guests. And after today, I don't know how we can get much better. We come to you every Tuesday with these outstanding episodes. We really hope that they're helping your business. So I would say our focus tip for this week is go out and pick up a copy of uh, Profit First. I almost said Focus Factory, but that book's not out yet. (laughs) That's going to be a while. But uh, if you go into the show notes, I provided links to uh, Mike McCulloch's current book, Profit First his new book that Megan uh, mentions, Clockwork, Design Your Business to Run By Itself. That's his new book. And then we've got uh, links to Megan's website, her email address, her profiles, and then also her free offer, which would be the first two chapters, first two chapters, the first two chapters of Profit First, which you can pick up going to Megan's website, I believe, megandolly.com backslash focus factory. Well, another great episode is in the books. We appreciate you joining us. Have a great week. Put on that thinking cap. Put down that hard hat. Get focused. Talk to you soon.